Ashley, can you please source the following items of men's formal wear? Of course, Dr. Oppenheimer. What items do you require? Well, let's see. Um, in this episode, Mitch seems to be wearing a tuxedo jacket with ridiculously thin lapels and some sort of men's choker collar or bolo tie with a gemstone inlay. Please search for those items to start. I'll continue to watch the tape for slacks and footwear ideas while you do. Sourcing men's formal evening wear. Men's formal evening wear sourced. Gee. They sure did like their shoulder pads in the 90s. You bet they did, Ashley. Hey, guys. Cross off one more Esmeralda fragment from the list. I really feel like we're making some headway here. Well done, Mike. That leaves only... No, no. Uh, no need for the tally, Ashley. Want to stay positive. Hearing that number again might trigger a bout of paralysis, causing me to check out completely and veg in front of a TV for a couple of months. <coughs> oh, hello, Michael. Hey, Doc. Uh, two questions. Question number one, is that Baywatch Nights? And question number two, is that Baywatch Nights? Ah, yes. Both of the above, Michael. You know it? I just discovered it last night in a YouTube clip and I had to track it down. The only copy I could find was this German VHS box set, but it is gold, Michael. Just brilliant. Just brilliant. It's already shot to the top of my list of favorite shows of 2014. The more you learn about someone... They're setting the whole private detective genre on its ear, Michael. Why, look at Mitch. He's beautiful. Hardly the sort of man one conjures in one's mind's eye when one thinks of a private detective. And the writing, so snappy. Sure does sound brilliant. And look at those shoulder pads. Jesus, and that dialogue. I know! And don't even get me started about the second season. Holy moly! I won't give away any spoilers because I want you to sit down and binge-watch both seasons with me right now. But I'll just say that Kolchak the Night Stalker may have met his match in this Mitch fellow. Yeah, I'm sure Kolchak the Night Stalker is exactly what the writers were going for. Nothing else like that going on in the 90s, right? Okay, so you like Baywatch Nights. I really like it. You Michael. really like Baywatch Nights. I'll accept that, I guess. But no offense, I am not going to watch this crap with you. I saw a few minutes of an episode playing on a muted C64 monitor at a Central Square goth club in 97, and... In addition to really pissing me off, I don't think my eyes will ever fully heal. Okay, you know what? I have one more question, and I'm almost completely sure I'm not going to like the answer. Why are you studying this show and writing in a notebook? Ah, well, Michael, while engrossed in the adventures of Mitch and his companions, I was struck with the most amazing idea! The life of an after-hours private detective is so glamorous, Michael, so seductive and high fashion. Well, if Mitch and his gang can do it... Why not us? I can generate 437 reasons why not. And I didn't even engage my quantum ram. Ashley's right, Doc. For starters, Mitch isn't real. Michael! Also, I don't even know what a private detective does, really, besides sit in park cars and take pictures of cheating spouses. And after what Beth put me through, I can't imagine that would be very therapeutic for me. Ah, but it's so much more than that, Michael. There's luxuriating in a 90s noir detective office. And the clothes, Michael. In the second season, there are even... Spoiler alert, undersea kidnappers and cosmic spores. And as for our detective skills, you forget, Michael, that I have watched almost every episode of Baywatch Nights. Why, I'm sure I'd pass any detective exam or whatever they have with flying colors. I'm just sure I would. Have you eaten anything other than trail mix since you had Ashley incinerate all of our ration packs on Christmas Eve, Doc? You're not sounding too coherent. Nonsense, Michael. I've never felt more alive. And for your information, I've been supplementing my trail mix regimen with a delicious and fortifying new recipe of my own design. Sea salt and vinegar ice chips. My body is eating itself, Michael. Genius, right? I played no part in this, Mike. Okay, that's it. Get your coat. We're going to get you some real food. Ah, 
Cyrus, what's wrong, buddy? Dive. Uh, my arm. I think, uh, I think somebody uh, stole my arm. Uh. Hang in there, Cyrus. We're coming. Don't you see, Michael? Now, I don't believe in omens, but this is a golden invitation to our first case. The game's an arm. Uh, I mean, the arm's a foot. No, no, what I mean to say is... It's going to be this kind of day? Really? In the year 2008, in a secret underground lab beneath the Large Hadron Collider, Dr. Oppenheimer Valdini was experimenting with a way to weaponize the so-called Hadron Effect and create the most destructive force ever known to mankind. A freak accident caused the Hadron weapon to misfire, tearing a rift in the fabric of space-time, remaking our world and the parallel timelines of the multiverse into an infinite succession of horrors. Mike Wilkinson, IT guy by day and indie filmmaker by night, was snatched from his world and thrust into a terrifying dimension of madness and pseudoscience. Now, Oppenheimer and Mike roam the multiverse, chronicling the end of all that is, desperately trying to find a way to heal the rift and restore order to the timelines, the only way they know how, by hosting a podcast. Hadron Gospel Hour, written by Richard Wentworth and Michael McQuilkin. Starring Richard Wentworth, Michael McQuilkin, Lisa McQuilkin, Michael Atkinson, Kevin Harrington, Matt Shades, Wes Hazard, and Vera Shrankin. With special musical guest, Michael Atkinson and the Affected Area. Tonight's Tales from the Hadron Rift, recorded live at Kamikaze in Davis Square, Somerville. And now, the hour has arrived. Hadron Gospel Hour. Attaboy, Cyrus. It's going to be okay. Just relax. Who the hell would want to cut off Cyrus's arm? I can't begin to guess, Michael. I'm just glad that Ashley was able to administer morphine so quickly. The pain must be unbearable. And his screams were becoming seriously grating. God forbid. A scan of the break room confirms that Cyrus's arm is indeed missing. Fortunately, the wound appears to have been cauterized. So there is no danger of blood loss. Although given Cyrus's quantum physiognomy, it's difficult to ascertain what damage if any, blood loss hmm. would occur. Cauterized, you say? Like with a laser sword? Perhaps the laser sword belonging to Commander Funk? What? No way, Doc. Funk's our friend. He wouldn't do something like this. I suppose you're right, Michael. I'm just so eager to get into this case. Try to contain your concern for Cyrus, Doc. Hey, Ashley, did your senses pick up any intruders in the bunker at the time Cyrus cried out in pain? I mean, you must have detected something, right? Well, yes, I should have, Mike. But no, my sensors picked up nothing. Actually, amend that response, Mike. What, Ashley? Well, a rescan of my lab surveillance data indicates a steady ambient temperature of 75 degrees Fahrenheit and a relative humidity of 42%. But those readings sound normal to me, Ashley. Of course, Doctor. And they are. However, normally, the lab fluctuates slightly in both temperature and humidity. The fluctuations are minor, but they are constant as air moves throughout the bunker. But for 50 seconds during the time that Cyrus's arm appears to have been removed, no fluctuations. So, why the static readings, Ashley? I lack the required data to answer that question fully. However, using logic filters, I can identify the most likely possibility. That a technology was employed to mask or cloak an intruder to my senses. That would have to be very advanced technology, Ashley. Of course, the multiverse does contain infinite permutations of evolution, both human and alien, so perhaps our intruder hails from such a timeline? A terrifying thought, that. 
Uh, yeah. Whitley Strieber grade terrifying. It seems like our quarry is very intelligent indeed. A formidable foe. Ah, what timing, Michael. I shall become as Mitch, detective of worlds! Hmm. Ashley, if we find Cyrus's arm, can you reattach it? Oh yeah, I can. Awesome. Have you scanned for it in the rift yet? Ooh, excellent idea, Michael. I think someone's got the detective bug. Scanning. I've located it. Hmm, that was easy. All right. Well done, Ashley. Wait a minute. What? I've... I've lost it again. But how? It just... disappeared. How odd. Seems like whoever took the arm doesn't want to be found. Or maybe they're just leading us on a merry chase. Either way, I feel the wily mistress of adventure's clarion call to action. Don't you, Michael? I don't know. I want to get Cyrus's arm back as much as anybody, but this just feels wrong. Of course it feels wrong, Michael. Things are never as tidy as Hollywood would have you believe. Ashley, what was the last known location of the arm? It's a timeline where, among other things, the colonization of space has occurred, leaving the Earth to largely mining and factory operations. Sensors indicate a prevalence of dimly lit, steam-filled boiler rooms of no discernible function. Great. Well, this arm isn't going to find itself. So how about it, Doc? Ready to go shake down some miners? Michael, I was born to shake down some miners. Ashley, open the rift! Oh, but just one quick stop first, Michael. Quick stop? Where? I really didn't need to see that people candy world again, Doc. And I feel ridiculous in this leather jacket. Could these sleeves be any shorter? And... And these shoulder pads are itchy. I feel like a guest star in Designing Women. Nonsense, Michael. You look very smart. A casual but coiled animal. Just like Mitch. And how do I look in my Mitch formal wear? Vital and assertive, right? Well, you can never go wrong with a tuxedo and a jewel-encrusted bolo tie. I always say. At least you won't attract too much attention. Well, Ashley was right about this timeline. Dimly lit boiler room? Check. Steam? Check. Discernible function? Uncheck. Right, Michael. A wonderful sight for some after-hours detective work. Well, that's not really what I was saying. Let's get started, then. Ooh, I'm so excited. Ashley, are you receiving? Receiving, Doctor. Excellent. Ashley, how close are we to the last known location of the arm? Let's hope it's not halfway up some mountain, Michael. You know, I can hear when you do that. Oh, <clears throat> uh, sorry. Hmm. Well, you'll be pleased to know that my aim is improving. You are approximately three blocks from the last known location of Cyrus's arm. I am uploading the GPS coordinates to your navigation belts. Thanks, Ashley. Hey, how's Cyrus holding up? Well, he is still mumbling incoherently, but it's entertaining enough. He appears to be in no pain. Yes, excellent. Ashley, maybe you could play him some Tales from the Hadron Rift? God knows, high as a kite is probably the best way to listen to him. I, I mean, watch him. Good plan, Mike. Rewinding. Tape rewound. Playing. Sorry, I got here as fast as I could. No, don't worry, it's me too. I got the ping that Kelsey was fidgeting during our monthly progress report meeting. And you know how big that meeting is for me. It went long. She was in complete fit by the time I got out. And the travel tubes were on this. So she's been screaming like this for hours, huh? Yes. And I'm starting to get... concerned? <laughs> she looks okay, right? I mean, this is the way a normal baby's supposed to look, right? I think so. I mean, 
I don't really remember her looking any differently. Maybe a bit less red and spongy? Let's be honest, I don't look at her much. Yeah, me neither. Well, I'm officially concerned now, too. What do we do? You're the mom. Chauvinist. But for real, though, we need to figure this out. I have no idea what this screaming is all about. Let's call support. The, the, the number should be on the side of the pod. Okay, uh, let's see. Hold music. Cutapod technical support. This is Randy. May I have your 23-digit PIN number, please? Uh, sure. Uh, 23-digit PIN number? Where's that? You really are an out-of-touch dad. It's in the pod behind the neuroplugs. Even I know that. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, could you read it to me? Okay. 254-378-7764-3403-1454-38602. Thanks. Uh, it's 254-378-7764-340-3154-38602. Okay, so just to confirm, that's 254-378-7764-340-03-1554-36602. No, sorry, no, it's 254-378-7764-340-3464. Five four three eight six zero two. Ah, okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Two five four three seven eight seven seven six four three four zero three one four five four three eight six zero two. Right. Good. Okay. So how can I assist you today? Well, our daughter Kelsey. With two eyes? Well, yeah. I think we probably would have returned her if she had a different number. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. No, her name. Two eyes and Kelsey. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, two eyes. Okay, sir, so what were you saying? Tell her about the screaming! I'm about to! She's been screaming. Okay, let me do a little troubleshooting with you. If you could just answer a few questions, I'm going to get Kelsey's uplink info to see if things are working properly on the network. Okay. So, my records show that there have been no customer service calls previous to today. Has Kelsey had any health difficulties? No, she's perfectly healthy. Good. Now, if you could have a look inside the pod, sir, what's Kelsey's color? Uh, kind of, I don't know, pinkish red? Is that unusual? Not with this level of agitation, sir. Let me just find out a bit more and we'll try to get you up and running, okay? Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. He said something about agitation. Oh, that does not sound good. <laughs> sir, everything is going to be fine. We do everything we can to create a seamless, hands-free child-rearing system for parents with full lives, but we still see <laughs> agitation from time to time. Now. Can you see the neural connectors at the head of the pod? Uh, let's see, uh, the wires? Uh, yeah. Good. Do the wires look securely attached to the base of Kelsey's skull? Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they look attached. I, hey, I don't have to, uh... No, sir. Just trying to get an idea. Visual check is fine. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she's sort of wriggling from side to side. And she's making her hands into fists. Uh, if I didn't know better, I'd say she was angry. That's probably exactly what's happening, sir. Very good observation. Really? Thanks. She's probably angry. What? In this apartment? In this neighborhood? 
That ungrateful little nipple monger. <laughs> Sir, can you take a look at the nourishment conveyance unit? Uh, where's that? Let's see. According to my records, you own a Model 7A, so it'd be on the left front of the pod and should be labeled Neutral Hug. Uh, uh, I see it, yes. The pump mechanism, is it moving up and down? Yes, uh, sort of hypnotically even. It's calibrated for maximum relaxation. Can you see the tubes extending from the unit into Kelsey, sir? Uh, yes, they're filled with a thick beige liquid. That was my next question, sir. Excellent. He liked that I anticipated his question about page four. <laughs> okay, sir. Everything seems nominal on your end, and I'm looking at your network diagnostic data right now. Okay. Looks like Kelsey is showing normal neurofunctioning, and her physiognomic data is very good. That's Great. good news. Hey, all right. Uh, you just said a lot of stuff. Uh, looks good, though. <laughs> also, I'm seeing that you've got the platinum package for the NeuroStim service. So Kelsey is getting excellent programming provided directly into her sensory cortex. 500 channels of content. The content looks fine. Let's see, the schedule right now is showing... Ah, she's watching Kitty Cat Cutie Kitty program right now. I think I might know what the problem is. Let's see. Kelsey's three months old, right? Uh, Kelsey's three months old. Um, yes? <laughs> uh, yes. Three months. Have you created a friend book account for her yet? Uh, no, I didn't know I had to. Well, it's supposed to be an auto-enroll process, but I'm not seeing her in the system. We've been experiencing a bug with that, and when babies don't have friend book access, they can't share the videos they like. The Kitty Cat Kitty Kitty program is very popular, and is the most widely shared content in Kelsey's demographic. So I think that's what's causing her agitated state. I'm setting her up with an account right now. A confirmation message will be sent to your extend box. The address we have on file is Glive Ellen and Kelsey at product.net. Is that correct? Yes. Excellent. Glee! She she stopped screaming. She's smiling. <laughs> Great. Wow, so uh that fixed it, huh? Looks like it. Our apologies for any convenience that that's just caused. You should begin to see Kelsey's status updates in your feed in a few minutes. <laughs> Basically, it transcodes baby's thought forms into verbal form. Is there anything else I can help you with today? No, that's terrific. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you. And please have a wonderful day. Okay, bye. Huh? That's that. <laughs> I thought she was, he was going to tell us to, I don't know, pick her up or something. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Uh, geez, I needed to laugh. Say, have you looked at those vacation brochures yet? Yes, I was thinking Barbados. Yeah. I need a vacation from Little Miss Cranky Pants. Oh, hey, hey, just got a status update from Kelsey. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, what does it say? Uh, it says, my mommy and daddy should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> well, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We're home free. Just rest over there. Oh man, I, I can't even thank you enough. No problem. Don't even mention it. I'm heading back in. Uh, thought I saw someone's pet bulls in there. Do one last creature sweep. <sighs> you okay? Yeah, I am now. Thanks to that guy. Well, what guy? That guy that just carried us out of the burning apartment building? You didn't see him? No, no. I, I just regained consciousness. Oh. Well, that's understandable. 
It's crazy. He just burst through a door and pulled me out of the living room. Just amazing. Man, you think that's amazing? This is the second disaster this month I've been rescued from. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that this was all some sort of fucked up disaster competition. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't mean like that. I'm disaster prone. That's my cross to bear. I mean, this is the second time I've been rescued this month. Well, I guess you're just a lucky, unlucky guy. Yeah, maybe, or... Well, all clear. False alarm on those pets. The bowls on the floor were just filled with urine. It's, it's him. That's the guy. I know. He saved me, too. Thanks again, man. Sorry about this other guy's lack of manners or capacity to appreciate the selfless acts of others. Anytime. No, no, you, you gotta let me... I appreciate what... No, look, he's saved us, and that's amazing, and I'm super appreciative of that, but also significant, he's the guy that saved me last week. Whoa, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> thought you looked familiar. Collapsed parking garage, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever find your keys? Well, no, but... I'm... <laughs> Doesn't really matter now. Wow. <laughs> so you're like a real superhero or something. Told you. No, no, nothing like that. What are you talking about? You saved so many people. All in a day's work. What? <clears throat> Do you know what I get done in a day? What? Well, I certainly don't save anyone's life. I'm lucky if I save myself from a lengthy bout of self-loathing. Also understandable if I have your luck. <laughs> now, gentlemen, it's really not that big of a deal. I'm happy to help out in any way I can. Especially if it means I can preserve a human life. Humanity, as we all know, is the most noble, loving, and important form of consciousness in the world. Come again? People, man. They're the greatest. Everywhere I go, every interaction, I see people willing to donate their time and resources to others. Go out of their way to cheer someone up. Offer thoughtful comments on encouragement, if only to enrich society at large. Hmm. I mean, it's never about them or what's wrong with their own lives or whining about trivial things, all the while potentially ignoring real issues in the world. People are selfless and curious, always focused on the positive, never indulging in petty squabbles or engaging in schadenfreude. Honestly, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, man, you're a true hero. Hey, what can I say? People are the best. You know what? We should become Facebook friends. Facebook? What's that? Oh, well, Facebook is the place where people can connect online and... And what? And... Hey, you know what? Nobody calls each other anymore. Let's just, uh, let's exchange phone numbers and leave it at that. Sure, sure, but I want to hear more about this Facebook. <laughs> is it anything like MySpace? Um... Yeah, kind of. Friendster? Sure. <laughs> Orkut? Classmates.com? AOL? Yeah, a lot of Bebo? Prodigy? Gaia Online? Hey, it sounds like you've got a really good handle on, um... Nah, I missed all those boats. Never even been online. <laughs> well, I'm out of here, guys. Okay, okay, well, thanks again for the life-saving and whatnot. Yeah, thanks, man. Really top-notch work keeping us alive. Anytime. You don't think he'll no. check out? No. <laughs> oh, two weeks later. <laughs> hey, over here, behind the van. Ooh, hey, oh, oh, thanks, man. I thought I was... Hey!
It's Marvin, right? Yeah, your friend. Yeah, yeah. The unluckiest asshole alive. Right? <laughs> so the sniper is up there on that roof. Uh, over there, see? Yeah, I see. We should be safe at this angle. Oh, shit. I think he just saw me. Shit. Yup, yup. He uh, definitely did. He's coming this way. Shh, keep quiet. Fred? Marvin? Is that you? Holy cow. <laughs> Tim, the hero? I thought I recognized you guys through my scope. How've you been? Fred, unlucky as always, I see. Guilty as charged. Hey, so uh, what's going on, Tim? Why so snipery all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, hmm. Must seem a, a pretty drastic. Well, the long and the short of it is, people are scumbags. <laughs> this is all our fault. <laughs> oh, no, Marvin. I have you guys to thank. Had I not checked out this Facebook thing, I wouldn't have been exposed to the truly petty and self-absorbed culture we live in. I was wrong about the goodness in human nature. And don't even get me started about the comment section of major metropolitan news sites. <laughs> Tim, look, we, Facebook is, is wrong. You had the right idea all along. How so, Fred? It seems pretty cut and dry to me. Facebook is just an amplifier. It's really good at amplifying insecurity and cynicism, like swearing at other drivers when you're in a car or leaving crass anonymous letters in the mailbox of an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> it's easy to be needy and glib and dismissive when you have millions of virtual miles between you and another human being, connected and isolated at the same time. It throws the ego into a free fall. Tim, you were a hero because you set a high benchmark for integrity, sacrifice, and kindness. And you were pu very public about it, connected in a way in a very real way, with a face to put to the deed, a handshake to make it all the more real. People will follow that example. Maybe it's a slow process, but it's like a, it's a definite thing. People like you make other people better people, or at least make us want to be a better person. Mm. You know what? I think you guys are right. Sorry, I, I was so quick to abandon my opinion of humanity. It was all just so overwhelming. <laughs> I'm ending this paintball rampage right now. It's okay, Tim. We all have weak moments. We still believe in you. Oh, and, and thanks for using a non-lethal, almost comical firearm instead of live ammo. Sure, anytime. Thanks, Fred. Hope your luck changes soon. This has been an amazing journey, Tim. I think there's definitely a reality show in your future. Reality show? <laughs> What's a reality show? Jesus! What the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> Oof. Well, it certainly smells like a mining planet. Ah, there's the spot, Michael. Right where the GPS marks it. Subdermal cells, house of aftermarket neuropatches, and more. Looks a bit like one of those curiosity shops of old. More like a pawn shop. Pretty seedy looking, too. Maybe I should do the talking in there, okay? Well, you do have the common touch. And are you practicing a manly grimace? Jacket. Hurts like a bastard. Nope, no warranties. But I tested it and it works fine. Small to null chance of infection and only intermittent risk of permanent brain damage while listening. The bass frequency response alone is obese. Give your spinal column a workover. Excuse me for a sec. Buying or selling? Uh, excuse me? You, 90s voodoo oil baron in Dixie Carter. You buying or selling? Uh, we're buying. Hmm. Be right with ya.
What do you think? You only live once, right? Why should the off-worlders be the only ones to luxuriate in ultra-high-res neurofidelity? In fact, if you're really looking to make a splash... Okay, I so, as we discussed, right? let me do the talking, okay? Yes, yes, of course, Michael. I'm, I'm just so fired up about this case. And look at this place. All of the castaway technology and odds and ends. Why, it's almost a museum. Look, Michael, pogs! We should get some. Let's just focus and remember why we... Hey, look! It's a 2XL. Man, I've got two of those. I mean, I had two of those back home. Looks like an 8-track player to me. And of course I remember why we're here. The adventure- Cyrus's arm. Cyrus's arm, of course. So, gentlemen, what can I help you two, uh, dapper fellows with today? We're looking for- My good sir, if one were to go out on a limb, what extremities would one have to go to to arm oneself with a certain item of, shall we say, personal significance? Todd. Show the Undertaker and Nick Rhodes here the front room. You got it, boss. Front room? Ah, front room. I see you guys again. I rip you apart. No subtext. You receive? Uh, we receive, (laughs) Todd, sir. What the hell was that in there? I'm sorry, Michael. I was swept away by the drama of the moment. I thought it was clever. Yeah, very clever. Sorry you didn't get to work appendage in there. Well, if I'd gotten a follow-up, I would have added it on. Listen, let's just try a different approach, okay? Come with me. Ooh, do you have a plan? Well, no, but I don't want to hang out here waiting for Todd to come back to the door and rip us apart. Come on, down this alley. Oh, I was hoping there'd be some kind of service door or a window back here. Okay, let's see what we can see. I still say I should have been on top. Your heels are digging into my shoulders. You should be down here, Michael. Your pads are much more robust than mine. Shh! I can see Sal in the back room of the shop. He's making a phone call. Yeah, Mr. Star. I just had a visit from two gay guys looking for the arm. No, definitely not from here. Gay guys? He mentioned the arm. I knew he understood my wordplay. No, of course I didn't. Mr. Star, you know I'd never... Okay. Okay, Mr. Star. But listen, if I were you, I'd beef up security at the casino for Simonet's show tonight. No, no, I know I'm not you. I meant no disrespect. I just... Huh? Hung up? Show people. You mentioned something about a casino. A casino, you say? Oh, how exciting. How glamorous. How high fashion. How very Mitch. Watch it, Doc. You're moving around too much. And these sleeves. No range of movement. I'm losing my grip on the window. Whoa! What? Is somebody there? Todd! Okay, uh, we better get out of here. I agree, Michael. Your little incident seems to have alerted them to our... You know what? Let's run silently for a minute. And we need to get you a sandwich. Dr. Oppenheimer, Mike, come in. Are you there? Mike, Dr. Oppenheimer, come in. Please. Ashley, we're here. We just got to a casino that we think might lead us to Cyrus's arm. What's up with you guys? Is Cyrus okay? Well, that's just it, Mike. Cyrus appears to be resisting the sedative. And he's beginning to verbalize some fairly non-standard idioms. Non-standard? Like what? Tell them about all of the adventure, Michael! Why don't you go look at the fish tank for a second? There's a big fish tank here. Should keep him busy for a second. You were saying? He still hasn't eaten. I'm working on it. So what's going on with Cyrus? Well, he's... I've been recording audio. Maybe I should just let him explain. Playing. And the glory. Take your body. Follow your soul. 
Well, none of that sounded particularly good or intelligible. Thanks anyways, Ashley. See what you can do to make him comfortable. We'll get that arm back as soon as we can. Of course, Mike. And good luck out there. My quantum processor is registering an unsettling number of possible negative outcomes. Yeah, I got a bad feeling about this too. Bye, Ash. Michael, that is truly a remarkable fish tank. Tell Ashley to source fish tanks. We can pick one up on the way back to the lab when our adventure is completed. I know I said no organic life forms, but they're so... enclosed. Yeah, excellent. Let me hail down a waitress and get you a complimentary hot dog. Yeah. Oh, but Michael... Pop, pop. No buts. You're having a goddamn hot dog. Excuse me, miss? <laughs> well, that was truly unsavory, Michael. I'm sure I've never ingested so many chemicals and pork bung in one sitting. This tropical drink is rather refreshing, though, if a, a bit day-glow. Well, at least you sound like Oppenheimer. Hmm. Well, I suppose we should get this damnable mission completed. The lengths we go to for that man in the wall, you know... Cyrus. Yeah, you're back. Okay. So while you were munching on your pork bung, I cased the joint a bit. That concert that Subdermal Sal was talking about is here, all right. Take a look at that poster. Does Simone look familiar? Why, that's him! Uh... Cyrus. Cyrus, yes. I would have gotten it if you'd given me a minute. Yeah, it sure looks like him. So maybe this timeline's version of Cyrus? Well, he seems to have fared better than his wall-bound counterpart. So, what about the arm? I'm not sure. But I think we might find out more if we can get into the concert. Really, Michael? I mean, look at the crowd that's milling into the auditorium. Preteen girls and middle-aged men? I can't imagine a worse place to spend even a cent on. Boy, there's no happy medium for you, is there? Let's go. And let me talk to the door guy. Gladly. Gentlemen, tickets please. Well, uh, we seem to have... Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Autopilot. I didn't recognize your obviously fashion-forward threads indicating your status as off-worlders and thus high rollers. My apologies. Please, step this way and enjoy your stay at our humble gaming facility. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, thanks. Um, as you were. Yes, and for what it's worth... Up, up. Never mind. Looking good, guys. Enjoy the show. Well, Michael, I'm impressed. Excellent work back there. I've been out of the loop with the culture of the mundane for so long, I didn't even pick up on whatever vulgar, guttural subtext you must have been employing with your fellow plebeian. Well done. Uh, thanks, I think. At any rate, a quick survey of this throng confirms that it is indeed exactly the style of hell that my mind's eye fashioned in advance of our entry. Hmm. Humans. I know, right? Well, let's see if we can get close to the stage. I was fearing you'd suggest that. Much, much worse from this vantage point. And I'm feeling claustrophobic. And my body is revolting against the sheer onslaught of that hot dog. This had better be worth it. I sure hope it is. Hey, show started. Keep your eyes peeled. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to the Officers Club at the Palace Casino. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Officers Club is proud to present the multi-adamantium-selling phenomenon, Simone! Hey! Is everybody in the house feeling me? I mean, you feeling me? I can't hear you! You feeling me? Okay, that's good cool, I guess. She's ready for some Boba Casino! Alright! This is a track I wrote in response to the Pan-Galactic Genocide in System 5.448. Never forget. It's called Taste Your Body! Taste Your Body? Huh. What was that, Michael? This crowd is deafening!
This is far worse than I could have imagined, Michael. People actually like this? What an alternate timeline this is. No accounting for taste, Doc. Hey, look! The back of the stage. That guy in the red robes? He looks a little out of place in that Illuminati getup, doesn't he? I suppose, Michael. I honestly don't know what to make of any part of this spectacle. What about that roughly arm-sized instrument case? Now that does look promising, Michael. It's the arm! And now he's raising it high above his head! But why, Michael? I don't know, Doc. My spider sense is tingling, that's for sure. Michael, perhaps my blood sugar is running lower than I thought. No, it's not. It's not you, Doc. I'm feeling it too. Maybe gas? Nonsense, Michael. I, I'm clenched as tightly as a steel. No, like we're being gassed. Perhaps losing consciousness. Wait, Michael. It's the sound and the arm. Use, use your shoulder pads, Michael. Hunch your shoulders. We must. We must shield our ears! Oh! Yeah, okay! Quick! Through that opening in the crowd! That door! Let's get out of the range of this siren song! You don't need to ask me twice! <laughs> Did you see the crowd? They were totally out of it. Glazed expressions just sort of swaying there. Creepy. Like that scene in the Dark Crystal with You the... keep mentioning that film, Michael. I told you, I didn't watch it! Okay! Sheesh. So it looks like we managed to fumble our way backstage. Maybe we should look around, find a closet to hide in. Hmm. Well, a doored storage alcove is tempting. Woof! Well, it's over. Man, I hate these pan-dimensional tours, but you can't complain about the set length. You guys a new stylist? Uh, well... I could really use it. This look crested over the weekend. Not that those wage slaves out there would suss that. They'll be happy enough to piece it together from off-brand knockoffs at Product Mart in a year. Poor suckers. You guys have something uh, interesting going on, though. Pretty bold stuff. I haven't done face paint yet. The sleeves that short. Have you guys got some crust? I could really get crust right about now. Uh, no, uh, no crust, man. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> that drags. You guys check out the show? Monitor sucked. I could barely hear any of it. Good thing it's 90% pre-recorded. Still, man. People pay good creds for those live, rhythmic grunts. Ah, uh, totally. Look, do you know anything about that arm from the show? The one that really tall, scary guy in the red cloak was holding up? What? Who, Barry? Dude's not scary. Just a little weird. Got me where I am today. Without him, I'd still be working as a battery in the local blood cell. Now I'm an interdimensional superstar. Really, you could use some of that crust right now. Yeah, but what about the arm? Yeah, I didn't even notice him doing that. He must have been behind my sight line. Like I told you, he's weird. Brilliant businessman, though. Has us booked at a big simulacrum's rights conference next. Man, I love being socially conscious. 
you know? That's enough, see. Here's some cruz. Why don't you run along and find a quiet corner to cruz out in? All right. Later days, stylus. So, um, we're, um, stylists? Stylists. <laughs> I know who you are. Despite your designing women disguises. And I know why you're here. Word travels fast in a mining town. Henchman! Hey! Let go of me, you rough Hey! Mix. Cut it out, bastards! And, as they say, forewarned is... Forearmed. I knew there was another one. Now listen, uh, Barry. That arm belongs to our friend. He's a nice guy, and we'd really like to get it back to him. We don't want any trouble. Well, that's unfortunate. Because trouble seems to have spread its ashen wings around you. In case you haven't guessed, you were in grave danger. Here we go. You see, I have searched for this relic for years. In the course of my ascendance to the mastery of dark arts, I've amassed quite a collection of magical artifacts. An orb of crystallized dragon tears. The doomed warp drive of the Cygnus X-1. The mummified body of the last Melmachian. But this, this limb of glory... Everything else seems laughably amateur now. But it's not a limb of glory. It's just an arm. <laughs> oh, you unimaginative science types. Always poo-pooing the shadows beneath the surface of what is real. So quick to dismiss the magic of the unexplainable. And yet, you saw, did you not? You used the arm to siphon the energies of that crowd. Yes, exactly. Now that wasn't so hard now, was it? As I was saying, with this arm, I can finally draw the energy I need to fuel my most ambitious magical working yet. Perhaps the most ambitious ritual ever attempted by humankind. I will create a rift in the very fabric of the multiverse. <laughs> well, actually... Up, up. Regrettably, I won't be needing a peanut gallery for the next phase, so you will be terminated... Luckily for you, I'm a busy man, and, and C has a second show in 15 minutes. So I'll just tie you up in front of a time-release vorpal mangulator, and the rest should take care of itself. Henchman! Evening, boys. And now, I disappear! We need to take some kind of martial arts classes. Agreed. Well, that seems tight enough. I'll wager that Michael and I are not going anywhere too soon. All right, fellas. Let's leave these guys to the discombobulator and hit the blackjack table. Okay, Michael. I thought they'd never leave. Now, to get a message to Ashley, if I can just reach my navigation belt. Someone's got their second wind. I know! We probably have scant moments before my blood sugar drops further and I become the weird childlike adventure junkie again, so let's be quick. Well, that and the mangulator beam. Point taken. Can you... Can you reach the call button on my belt? Uh, let me try. Yeah, there we go. Ashley? Yes, Mike? Ashley, direct a rift door to our coordinates, now! Of course, Dr. Oppenheimer. Calculating. You did it, Ashley! Well, yeah. But it's across the room. We'll never get over there. Well, perhaps we don't have to. Ashley, I'm going to ask you to do something a little different. I want you to try to physically move the rift door towards us. But... I've never... You have to try, Ashley. You can do it, Ashley. It's working! But it's moving in the opposite direction. This way, Ashley. Uh, the mangulator beam is getting really close. To the left, Ashley! No, 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 the left! The left? Like this? 
No, back a little bit to the right, Ashley. Now forward a bit. Back to the left. To the right, Ashley. Forward. To the left. Oh, man. It's going to be close. Ah! Well, I'm glad you're doing better, Cyrus. We really tried to get your arm back, man. I'm sorry we couldn't do it. Hey, guys, don't worry about it. I'm just happy you're all right. It's not everyone who would go into a dangerous alternate timeline to save a buddy's arm, you know? I appreciate it. Yes, excellent. I am getting tired of losing things into the rift, though. Esmeralda, your arm... Can I hold on to anything, regardless of how much or little I care about it? Ah, thanks, Doc. But hey, I mean, I made it out okay. It was really nice of Ashley to install this new cybernetic arm in the break room for me. Feels as good as... The real thing. Thanks, Ashley. No problem, Cyrus. That's great, Cyrus. The only thing that still bothers me is we never found out who broke into the lab. And how they did it. Well, I have a hunch we'll find out sooner than we like. No, Michael, there are forces amassing out there against us. I can feel it in my bones. And I shudder to think on their goals and their identities. Gee, Doc, I haven't known you as a hunch guy. Are you sure you're okay? Of course. Of course, you're right, Michael. Speaking of which, if you'll excuse me. Hot dog? Hot dog. Humans. I'm gonna taste you! Hadron Gospel Hour was written and produced by Richard Wentworth and Michael McWilkin, with production assistance from Katie Falvey and Rebecca White. Special thanks to Kamikaze, Sam Kusek, Geek Comedy Night, Wendy McLean, Siobhan Beasley, R.A. Bartlett, Amy McCaw, Chris Pochtis, Chris Borger, Jen Sullivan, Sean O'Connor, Jeff Taylor, Bridget Marshall, Jake Briggs, Tim and Amy Conway, Mike Murphy, Sean O'Brien, and everyone who came out to see our live Tales from the Hadron Rift show. To download past episodes, visit HadronGospelHour.com or find us on iTunes by searching for Hadron Gospel Hour. 